even if you went to a doctor and they diagnosed you with SIBO, they would give you sometimes an antibiotic called rifaximin. And they would say, take this for 10 days and then you're well. Well, this is a very relapsable condition. They found out now that you've got to have a longer term, more of an antimicrobial with diet changes to be able to bring the level of bacteria down and also to be able to control the closing and opening of these notches. everyone, welcome back to the Holistic Navigator podcast, where we believe in the body's capacity for self-healing if it's given the proper nutrients and care it deserves. My name is Brian Strickland. I'm the producer of the show, and here with me in the studio, as always, is your host, Ed Jones. And on today's episode, we are happy to welcome back Brenda Watson. Brenda is a gut health expert with a career spanning the last 20 years of educating people on the importance of keeping your gut healthy and happy. She's an author, educator, public speaker, and TV host that is passionate about sharing her own experiences in an effort to improve the digestive function of everyone she meets. And today we're talking with Brenda about SIBO, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, what it is, how to care for it, and how to do it naturally. So we have a lot of ground to cover on this episode. Thank you so much for listening today. I'm going to go ahead and pass it over to the host of our show, Mr. Ed Jones. Thank you, Brian. And again, welcome everyone to The Holistic Navigator. And I have a guest today that we have had uh, probably a year and a half ago, very renowned person, Brenda Watson, uh, who has been on PBS television back in the day when everybody watched television. And I remember seeing her year after year speak about colon health and probiotics and foods that influence the immune system and, and, and. And it was really her show started in about 2004, and she continued to educate people on PBS through 2016. Uh, She was probably one of the most influential individuals uh, in a time when we knew far less about the impact of the microbiome, gut function, uh, what the importance of regularity, foods, how they affect the gut, which is then affecting the immune system and the mental state of the humans. And of course, in 2020, we further our skill level and knowledge because of COVID. And that has really brought to the surface the importance of, again, the gut health. So, I want to super duper welcome to the Holistic Navigator, Brenda Watson. Welcome, my friend. Thank you, Ed. I'm so happy to be here today. Well, you know, you did the uh, podcast with me a year and a half ago. You and your husband flew up here. You, uh, He's an uh, aviator, as I am. And we had a wonderful time together. Of course, this time we're doing it uh uh, on your in Florida, or I think where you live, and I'm still here in Tennessee, and it doesn't make any difference. It's actually I've gotten used to this communication form, and it works very, very efficiently. But we talked about a year and a half ago. You revealed so much information that, despite the fact that I've spent four plus decades studying nutrition, health, and the holistic ways to optimize ourselves, you taught me so much about the intricacies of probiotics, because it is a confusing whole area. And so I encourage people who want to know a lot about just probiotics to go back on the Holistic Navigator to the past Brenda Watson uh, podcast. But today, I probably have, I don't know, 
two to five people a week, which doesn't sound like a lot, but you add that up in a year, it's a lot of people who come in and ask me about SIBO, small intestinal bowel overgrowth. And I know that we uh, uh, have talked a little bit right before you came on, and we both realize the implications of having the incorrect or too much of the wrong bacteria in regard to our bodies in the gut, in the small intestine. So without me going in and trying to to explain it, I'm, I'm the amateur and you're the professional. Talk to people about what is SIBO and why it's vital that we know what it is and that we address it and the fact that you probably will not find very many health professionals that will be very skilled in this. And that's why I'm wanting to empower people with education such as we're doing right now. So let's talk about SIBO, Brenda. Okay. The um, the term, and it can be uh, CFO, uh, small intestinal fungal overgrowth, which we've heard about candida for years, but it's really when it turns into a fungus, and then the small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. And actually what it is, folks, is when bacteria that should be in the colon gets displaced in the small intestine right after the stomach in the duodenum. So what happens is the, the bacteria, see, we never thought that there was bacteria in the small intestine at all other than what was passing through on the way out, you know? But then we began to, you know, many years ago, Ed, and you'll remember this, when we started, we never had heard the word irritable bowel syndrome. Mm -hmm. Never. Nope. Until probably maybe the early 2000s I started hearing it. Well, if any of you out there have had been, you know, diagnosed with irritable bowel syndrome, it just means that, you know, they tested you and you had no uh, disease, and so they just give you a name, hey, your bowel's irritable. Well, great. But now what we've had due to science and due to the great laboratories out there that have begun to, because so many people have the symptom of the upper digestive bloating or abdominal pain and then the lower colon cramping. And they may either have constipation or they could have diarrhea or they could swing back and forth. Now, why does that occur? It occurs for several reasons. Like I said, you've got three what I call sphincters, you have one in between the esophagus and the stomach, one between the stomach and the small intestine, and one between the ilio, called the ileocecal, down between the small and large intestines. And these little uh, sphincters or notches should close at certain times. So what happens, what can happen to create this is that the um, bacteria from the colon backwashes the bacteria up into the small intestine. That's one thing. The other thing that happens, Ed, is that if it backwashes or if you eat, and I'm going to go into this in a little bit more detail, if you eat a lot of food late at night and you go lay down, then the, there are certain things that, the, that the, uh, the hormones don't operate properly. And so the, the food coming from the stomach into the small intestine while you're sleeping gets stagnated there. And remember that small intestine, if you feel, you know, in between your, your ribs, that's sitting right beside your liver. Now, what's happening is fermentation's occurring, and that fermentation creates hydrogen or methane gas. And that gas is what is, we think, the number one cause of non-alcoholic fatty liver disease because it's producing this methane. But the other thing that happens there is 
that people bloat. And people will tell you, they'll come in and say, I can drink a glass of water in the morning and bloat. Well, that right there is an indicator that they've got some displaced bacteria that's in the upper gut and should not be there. So it is a really important way. Now, how they started figuring this out is through breath testing. However, Ed, I'm not a big fan of it because there's so many, you know, false negatives, false positives on these testing because people take the kit home and they don't do it correctly. However, the, 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 the treatment for it is the same, okay? What they have found, the naturopathic doctors and functional medicine doctors have found, is even if you went to a doctor and they diagnosed you with SIBO, they would give you sometimes, if you wanted to take it, it's quite expensive, an antibiotic called rifaximin. And they would say, take this for 10 days and then you're well. You know, Ed, that's the way it works, right? Well, this is a very relapsable condition. So what would happen is they found out now that you've got to have a longer term, more of an antimicrobial, like what we're going to talk about today, oregano and thyme and things like that, on a longer-term basis with diet changes to be able to bring the level of bacteria down and also to be able to control the closing and opening of these notches, you know, the esophageal, the pyloric, and the ileocecal valve. Those have to operate properly. People don't really realize that when you have a muscle contraction, you can have one forward or backward. You see what I mean? And so um, the SIBO, and it can be fungus too, um, we, uh, yeast is a part of our microbiome and it's normal to have, you know, part of our mixture be yeast. But when yeast shifts into a fungus, it grows a root and it roots into the intestinal tract and, and exasperates the leaky gut condition. So this, this is absolutely ed epidemic. It's epidemic. And so we've, we've um, you know, we've got to really get a grasp on it and start helping people more long-term with it in the health food stores, I believe. You know, knowing like, you know, you can't take a pill and be well tomorrow. That's exactly why I got into this, probably you too. I took so many antibiotics as a child, it destroyed my microbial footprint and my good bacteria. So the point is, um, this has to be done with some diet changes. Of course, sugar is a big impact on this. But this fungus and this bacteria cannot be in this upper gut or you're going to sit there and ferment. And once you get non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, and by the way, I want to say that you don't have to be overweight to have fatty livers. You, I've seen some really small people with it. So that's just, that's just sort of the, the symptoms are gas, bloating, cramping, and a lot of bloating. Well, that's what a perfect explanation that's very clear. And the thing is, again, if, if you're not coming from a background of, of this kind of information and training, it, it's, it's kind of foreign to, say, conventional uh, medical people. Uh, I do a radio show every week with a physician and sponsored by a hospital. I can assure you that uh, I, I know all too well. I've done this for three years with them. My, my partner is very open-minded, but he, he still can't take that information and actually utilize it for the patient. So sometimes, despite the fact they're personally open-minded, they still, the, the system's not encouraging this kind of education for the patient because, again, they tend to always fall back on pharmaceuticals. And you're right, you know, even nutrition stores, and I've been doing this for over four decades, we sometimes fall into the same uh, type of paradigm that 
conventional medicine that I tend to sometimes uh, talk negatively about, which is treating symptoms. We have people who walk in who want to feel better right now, and they're not super interested in the long term. It's really patching the tire that has the nail in it. And instead of really figuring out why do the nails keep getting in the tires or, you know, putting new ones on or something or you know, we have to dig deeper. And functional medicine yeah. is what, you know, the term I really like these days. And you don't have to be a physician to be a functional practitioner. Functional really means looking deeply into the whys of the body. In fact, the very last podcast uh, two times ago was with Dr. Pucci from New York, who who was a functional medicine physician. I just love talking to these people as I do you. And, you know, I tend to forget the the importance of realizing these sphincter muscles and sphincter muscles are like gaskets and yeah. you know eating yeah. eating too much at night it loosens it having your kid, your grandkids jump on your belly loosens it the wrong foods alcohol chocolate peppermint some of these things can loosen uh, those uh, sphincters caffeine excessively and then we wonder you know what's going on but Without diverting too much, so what are the main symptoms? I know that of SIBO, it, because it's affecting the immune system, it, 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 you could fill a page with the symptoms of anxiety, depression, uh, mood disorders. But as far as physical pains, too, I mean, it, it goes down to rosacea, to fatigue, to yeah. rashes, skin skin things. Eczema. I, yeah, yeah, eczema. You know, there's a, a young girl, and I see her at a, a food store that I go to, and she's about 23 and has one of the worst cases of acne I've seen in quite some time. I will, and I think you would agree, the chances are probably 99% she has SIBO, and all she does, of course, because she's young and doesn't know is she takes rounds of antibiotics. Well, they get better than, of course. And what those drugs do is they dig a actual deeper hole that becomes more challenging to to crawl out of down the road. So um, again, we're we, that's why we're here. We're educating people. So, uh, so well, one of the things that I do I do want to explain on this is because what you said is very important, the anxiety and depression. One of the things we're beginning to understand due to science is the effect of the nervous system on the gut. And I've never really taught this before, Ed, um, because, you know, we know we have the central nervous system, we have the parasympathetic side and the sympathetic, you know, fight or flight. But people don't know this, Ed. We have a separate nervous system that's embedded in the small intestine only. It's called the enteric nervous system. And this is controlled a lot by what's called this vagus nerve. And you are going to see more and more and more information come out about this vagus nerve. They call it the wandering nerve because it's outside of that, you know, central nervous system. It's a part of it, but it can it can go into the heart or the kidneys or anything and give help. Well, what we found because this SIBO has so much to do with motility issues. So either you've got fast motility or slow motility. If you've got constipation, fast motility, if you've got diarrhea, the vagus nerve is really what's controlling the contractions in the small intestine. And I'll give you an example. This is really important. You should, when you eat at night, wait three hours before you lay down. And, and the reason is, is this, okay, when you lay down to go to sleep, once the stomach's emptied, you secrete this hormone, and the stomach has to be almost empty to secrete it. It's called motilin, and motilin is a hormone, and it's what causes the small intestine through the vagus nerve to push or propel. It's not peristalsis like the muscle contraction, but it's a, 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 propel, a propulsion, they call it, 
pushing the rest of that food down into the colon so that you have a colon elimination in the morning. However, let's say there's intermittent signals coming from this vagus nerve. That's what causes these motility issues. And the stomach will not will not secrete motilin until it's almost empty. So it makes, it's just common sense, Ed. Think about it. You lay down, that food's sitting in the stomach. The stomach does not allow food to leave in large amounts. It's not set up that way. It, it shoots out in smaller amounts so that the enzymes from the pancreas and the bile salt from the liver gallbladder can hit that food and help you digest it. Remember, it's not what you eat, it's what you absorb. So the point is, this: we're now realizing that this nervous system that we've never known before is what's controlling the uh, the motility issues that we're having, and, and part of SIBO, CFO is motility issues. The the thing that's very clear to understand is um, the B vitamins um, are very important to feed this nervous system, just like it is the re- your regular nervous system. And you know your probiotics make vitamins B and K. So if your your good bacteria levels are also low, then you're a sitting duck for the SIBO, CFO, and if you're eating or, uh, you know, too, too late at night before you lay down. So that's really important. And, you know, then we have all the other things that affect it, like acid-blocking medication, which we can't get into all that, too many antibiotics and things like that. So we're now going back to, oh, we have a nervous system just in our gut. Wow, never knew that. Well, what do you think irritable bowel syndrome means? It means that the, the colon either spasms or it it gets it gets you know flaccid it doesn't move so you know now we realize that this enteric nervous system that's only embedded in the small intestine is what controls all of this movement getting food into the colon where it needs to be so when you get up in the morning you have an elimination does that make sense that makes wonderful sense and you know the the motilin I know of almost no health professionals that even have the concept of that term. And I, as I age, I'm becoming more and more deeply convinced uh, of the three words that really always are resonating with me constantly now as I'm getting older is sympathetic, parasympathetic nervous system and vagus nerve. Those are... You can't see those on an x-ray. You can't really analyze those, but they are one of the most powerful systems of the body. Uh, And again, going back to everything you're saying, you can't have a balanced system unless you do many things right. But the number one is the gut health. And I want to say real quickly, for those who want to get a SIBO test, you can go to theholisticnavigator.com and under products, go down to the lab that we have listed there. And they have a test for $239 from Great Plains. I love it. And if you do it right, like Brenda says, if you do it wrong, you've wasted everything, but you follow the directions and it will show whether you have these uh, methane gases coming up. If you feel like you need a diagnosis. I really uh, know that a lot of intuitive people, they don't really need to have this confirmation. They already know. And again, let's just say it's not SIBO. Let's say it is a fungus. Let's say it's something else. The treatments that are the options that people use are healthy and safe. And most of us generally will know very quickly that we're turning the corner to a better place. It's odd because my daughter uh, we know, and I don't know specific because I, I can't 
dig deep enough yet to figure it out. But she has some real imbalances with the vagus nerve and parasympathetic sympathetic. When she does these cleanses, some of which are similar to what you're going to speak about in a minute, she always feels dramatically better. When she doesn't do them, she doesn't. She struggles with sluggishness and, and foggy thinking and fatigue, and she's young. But as soon as she gets on these programs, I don't, it doesn't really matter that I don't have a full explanation. I do know that they're helping her. They're positive. They're not like taking drugs that have some hidden uh, nightmares somewhere that's going to crop up and, 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 and tackle you. No, these are going to be healthy options. So if the person feels like they really perhaps have SIBO or CIFO, what is the step that they should start introducing into their life as far as diet and, and perhaps supplements or even a drug uh, to get control of well, this? Again, you know, Rifaximin is very expensive. It's it's probably about a thousand dollars to do a ten day round of really? it. But yeah, it's very eight hundred to a thousand dollars. Very expensive. However, here's the point. The point is, Ed, you just made it. You can't do these in short term spurts. These have to be long term programs. And I don't mean that you've got to like it's laborious or anything like that. Um, you know, what we have to do is we have to kill off that bacteria in the upper gut and 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 get the uh, area repopulated with more good bacteria, make sure we got enough fiber going in there and that we're re- rebuilding the leaky gut. But the, the most important thing to understand is we have things that are very safe in the health food store, like the kit that we're producing, Vital Detox, which is would be used for SIBO, overgrowth of candida, C. diff. We, you, you, I'm sure you've got people come in with, coming in with antibiotic-resistant C. difficile, which is another bad bacteria in there. We use the same kind of uh, herbs that you would use in all of it. And the most important ones are the uh, oregano, the thyme. I use clove. I like black cumin seed and cinnamon. So you and, and one of the things we were able to do, Ed, which is such a blessing, was we were able to put the liquid oils in a delayed release veggie cap, because you know how people complain. I mean, some of the oregano is hard to <laughs> liquid is hard to get in. You know mm-hmm, what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like whoa. So we've been able to get those in a delayed release, so you, they don't repeat on you. They go right into the small intestine, just like you want your bacteria your good bacteria to do and um and they begin to kill off all of this you know a lot of this negative yeast and um and bacteria so and and the other thing that that's always happened with people uh ed with cleansing is they go oh i get a headache or i get you know some fatigue or whatever what i did with this combo pack is i put in a um detoxification uh uh um herbal and uh, nutraceuticals for detoxifying the liver. Because guess what happens when this bacteria collects in the upper gut and it's fermenting, producing these gases, it puts off more waste. So bacteria is a, a living organism and it takes in your food. And the other thing that you get from this is malabsorption and malnutrition, because guess what? That bacteria sitting in the upper gut is competing for your vitamins and minerals. So you get nutritional deficiencies and then malabsorption and then you don't feel good. So one of the things I wanted to do to when, when they're taking something like oregano and these what we call antimicrobials, uh, herbs, I put in there something to help the liver with the extra flow of toxins that are going to be killed off 
you know, once the, that happens, then that's more stuff going into the liver that the liver has to detoxify. So this is a really important factor in this program. we got to support that liver always, 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 because it's taking the hit on everything coming in and going out and recirculation of toxins that happens when there's low fiber in the diet. So the, the system I set up here is easy. Um, but again, and the diet with it is, you know, no sugar, um, watching your simple carbs. Um, they do have something called a FODMAP diet. I'm not a fan of it long term. It's not that healthy. And, uh, but if you want to lower your, you know, fermentable foods for a, a week or so, that's fine. But I also have an instructions inside the box that gives people the ideas on the diet. Um, that we've been doing, Ed, you've been doing these for a million years, me too. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. And, and lowering that load. And so, with, like, with, for, for example, C. difficile, the reason, and I did a, uh, I did a PBS show on uh, uh, fecal transplants, and um, that was very interesting because I got to watch them in the hospital down in Boca Raton, Florida. But C. difficile is absolutely deadly for our for our for our for people who get it, especially if they're senior citizens. But now I see younger people getting it, and so what it causes, of course, is severe diarrhea, and that's dangerous. So first of all, I want to say, if you have it, please be checked out by your doctor. I'm not trying to override a doctor on it. However, their solution for it's more antibiotics. And that's the problem. So the C. diff has to be dealt with in the same way we're dealing with SIBO. You've got to do it over a period of time. You know, the interesting thing about that I learned very early on in natural health was the body doesn't like quick changes, even if it's for the good. You'll go through this kind of like, I don't know, quandary sometimes. Different people are different. I'm not saying everyone's going to do this. However, you have to have this natural flow of doing something over a period of time to really rebuild the system when we do it naturally. And that's where we kind of have a void with people in the, you know, our consumers is, you know, we've been used to taking something and then we're better in the next few days. With this, this is a long-term rebuilding of your immune system. And what do we need right now in the world we're living in is immunity. So if your good bacteria levels are low and you've got all this gas going on and, and creating these symptoms and C. diff is part of this, then you, you, if, and you do have the, the diarrhea, then, you know, you've got to do something about this. And I'll, I'll give you an example of a, of a client I just worked with, probably in her 70s, had severe diarrhea, Got her on the SIBO system, got her on the right diet, got her on the fiber that we use because we use an insoluble fiber for this. Um, I'll get into that in a minute. But So um, I said, do one thing for me because she, she had a fairly decent diet. I said, stop eating gluten just for a week. So she calls me up. She said, I'm cured. I said, you're cured? She said, yeah, I'm cured. And I said, Great. You know, she's taken the detox. She said, well, continue the detox. Well, she decided that she wanted to go back to eating crackers and whatever she was eating. She calls me up three days later and goes, it's back. And I said, I was waiting on you to call me back because I know you can't do something in a week. And it's going to like you're cured when you had a long-term condition of diarrhea. So this is very important for people to understand. But you have a store there in your area and health food stores, because I'm a big supporter of independent health food stores who have knowledge. So you've got a support system. 
You know what I mean? To go in and say, look, I'm experiencing this. And, you know, we have installed here now at Vital Planet, we've installed an 800 customer service line. And actually, it's my sister that's on it. And she's been answering consumer calls for almost uh, 20 years with us when we were from Renew to here. And, and I'm just just excited again because I get feedback from a consumer so anyway, that's what you have to do. You have to take, you know, like the antimicrobial vital detox. You've got to support that with, you know, getting the good bacteria levels back. But first, you've got to kill the bad. You have to. Well, again, it's like uh, talking to myself when I hear you speak. And a couple points real quickly because we're going to start winding down here. The thing is, uh, yes to everyone, not because my history is with the local nutrition uh, industry. These are the heroes. These are the people on the front line that are only on the front line that can discuss, talk, and have uh, intelligent conversation about true topics of how to build your health back. We're not trying to treat a specific acute medical condition. We're actually wanting to empower people with knowledge in order to help them help themselves. And, you know, we speak about, and again, like I said earlier, sometimes we are also guilty of treating symptoms without digging deeper. And sometimes you have to meet people where they are. And at least yeah. if we're doing it with natural products, we won't have the the terrific lethal side effects of some drugs. You know, the third leading cause of death in this country still, based on the New England Journal of Medicine, is pharmaceutical drugs that are written by the book and taken properly. So it's right. a very scary scenario. And I equate the, the balancing of the bigger picture you're speaking about for true health and healing, like a movie that I had seen coming back on a trip on a big airline about two years ago called The Biggest Little Farm. I encourage everyone mm. to watch this because these this couple went in and bought some barren land and they, after three and a half to four years, had the most harmonious, well-balanced uh, ecosystem that every part fed the other part. This is our body, what we have to un- encourage people to realize. And again, going back into the, the kind of the gut microbiome, I like the analogy of, a, of a, a major parking lot, something that has a million parking spaces. And when you take an antibiotic, you basically are clearing out all your parking spaces. But guess what moves into those spaces very quickly if you're not aggressive or you're not healthy? The pathogens, the fungus, the, the negative bacteria that you don't want. And once they incorporate their automobile into these parking spaces, you're kind of doomed again until you do something to help them move out. Now, if you help them to move out with natural remedies, then you immediately try to fill the parking spaces with the very, very healthy probiotics. Now, again, we're not going to speak too much about the probiotics, but we can go back on the Holistic Navigator and listen to your other podcast. Now, I want to say real quickly, so the products and and nutritionw.com sponsors the holistic navigator and we we offer every product that I think is valuable in the industry and certainly when I saw yours uh, we chose to add that to our inventory list uh, one thing I'm getting really hepped up on right now and I'm I'm not going to spend more than 20 seconds here but you know when you order products from Amazon just imagine that probably 9 months out of 12 it's going to sit in extreme heat on either the UPS truck or the warehouse, or the problem is the resellers. You don't know where many of these products are coming from. When you order from a, a good local place or people who really care, you know better about it. But what NutritionW.com is now doing, for $1, you can add a cold pack to any of your 
items. So if you order four items and you wanted four cold packs, that's going to preserve you during the summer because these things can be uh, destroyed in 110 degree heat. I don't care what you're doing almost. So I want to throw that plug out for NutritionW.com. So let's really narrow this down. The product that you mentioned a few minutes ago that people, number one, would consider for SIBO was what? Vital, V-I-T-A-L, detox. And in the top of the box is a little card that slips out and it says at the top SIBO system because on the card you can see we have step one and step two. Step one is reduce the bacterial overgrowth and that's with your vital detox and the particular kind of fiber. And I just want to spend 20 seconds on this. Most of the people are taking prebiotic fiber, which is good. It, it feeds the good bacteria, blah, blah, blah. However, when you're doing this, we want to go towards more of an insoluble fiber. That's like the you know, the peeling, your roughage, it's like the peeling on the vegetables. The inside is more of the soluble, meaning it mixes up clear in water. The insoluble, though, is really, really healthy uh, for you because it bulks, it bulks up and it gives the, the colon uh, the uh, kind of uh, ability to exercise and push against the fiber. And the vital fiber that we have is totally organic and it's flax, pea, and hemp. And it two um, the the servings on it is they get 13 grams of fiber. I usually have people start at half and then move it uh, toward a full serving later. And the point being is, if one of the things you have to watch with this, and this is why I go to the health food store and ask them, is we've gotten uh, you know really involved in the industry in the prebiotic fiber, which is what the good bacteria eats, and that's fine. However, in real life. 75% of our fiber coming in should be insoluble, 25% soluble. So the soluble, because it's feeding bacteria, can create more gas and bloating. It's not that you quit taking it forever, Ed. It's just that right now you want to put more of the insoluble in so that you're not getting that, uh, that uh, more fermentation. That's that's fantastic because people do not realize sometimes sometimes we get a little worse before we get better, one. But two is we might need to tweak the system as it's healing. And I use the analogy many times of people who, again, I, and, and the understanding in the public is better than it ever has been. But it's still, you know, they're not spending a lot of time learning these topics. Uh, and they come in and they say, I want a probiotic because they think it's going to fix everything. And I'm, you know, sometimes explain to them. If you have carpet at home and you throw grass seed on that carpet and you throw a little water on it, it's going to grow some grass seed, but you don't have any food for that grass. And what's going to happen, you may get a week's worth of growth and it's all going to be gone. That's what happens when you don't eat enough fiber as a pre prebiotic for these bacteria. And I have used your product the best ever that I've ever put into my body because it was so agreeable and I've recommended it many, many times over the past six months since uh, you enlightened me about it and it works extremely well. Uh, so that, so the, the SIBO protocol uh, and of course we don't have time to talk uh, a whole lot about other intestinal issues, but, uh, but this generally will help almost everything. And so this is mm -hmm. so, so, so important. And I'm a huge fan. I made a big video actually a year ago and, and caught a little flack for it that, 
Psyllium's not your best friend always. One is it can be heavily sprayed with pesticides because it's not controlled as a normal food. And unless you buy organic products, there's no telling what you're getting with fiber. And you do everything right uh, at your company, and I'm just so thrilled. Tell people on like on if they want to find you on Facebook and Instagram, how would they do that? Uh, on Facebook, it's Brenda Watson, CNC. That stands for nutritionist. And on Instagram, it's Brenda Watson Wellness. And Ed's uh, store will have the, the calendar every Monday this month. I'm doing five minutes. It's only five minutes, folks, a video on SIBO. I started this week. And so, and then on, you know, on, on, uh, on Wednesdays with this is Heart Health Month. So I'm doing stuff on Wednesday. And so the, the point is, is it, in Instagram and Facebook, I'm doing these videos. I'm, folks, I'm keeping them under five minutes. And so what I had to do with the SIBO, because it's kind of complicated, Ed, is I broke it down into four- and five-minute segments, and I do I, I move people along every week. You know what I mean? This week we're learning this. Now we're going to get a deeper, and now we're going to get deeper. You know what I mean? Because there are contributing lifestyle factors that we need to teach on um, with this condition that's too much to go in here, especially, you know, the low acid, the stomach, and all the acid-blocking medication that is just absolutely unbelievable but having said that i'm going through this every week so if you go to facebook or instagram just follow me and um, we send out the total like february calendar out to the stores at the beginning of every month well and the fact that you are able to further educate because there's a good great number of people now who want to know all the details. And even in 40 minutes on the Illicit Navigator, there's some missing parts to this puzzle because we don't have two and a half hours and people's attention span is not that. Uh, and, and, and you're right about the proton pump inhibitors. The acid blocking drugs are devastating this country. And we did a podcast that it was just me talking, but it's called The Truth About GERD. And I want to encourage people, do not stop taking these drugs uh, uh, without a transition. Abruptly period, or you're going to have the worst damage, actually, and discomfort that you've ever had in your life. And I really feel that there's a weaning process that I kind of came up with that has worked very well for most people. Again, we're not treating your medical condition. Ask your doctor if you're getting prescription stuff. Uh, and uh, if you need items, nutritionw.com. And I looked at your video just a, a few minutes ago before the show uh, on the Facebook. Amazing work. And I love the five-minute types of small trainings. That's what uh, I think helps people so much is have small bits of information that they can process as they can process it. But exactly. again, you know, you and I both come from the world of basically Hippocrates, which said, you know, yep. disease and health begins in the gut. And your whole life's been built on that and pretty much a big chunk of mine. And you're not going to find this most places if you have health professionals. So use those people for what they are good at, but then also bring into your team, your health teams, people like Brenda Watson and hopefully people at your local nutrition store or functional practitioners, which is a growing group or naturopaths. Those are the people I really tend to trust and lean toward as far as the healing conversations that come and go. Well, Brenda, I think we've packed it in very, very well. Give people a lot of <laughs> options. Did. And you are such an educator, and you certainly uh, exude that uh, with our podcast here, as you did on PBS. And you are basically world famous. So I'm very, very, very proud to say that twice you have been on the Holistic Navigator. This probably is number 97 in our podcast. So we're coming up on 100. And I'm very, very wow. proud of that. So we will... 
I know in six more months, I'm just mentally saying this, we are going to have another topic with you. Uh, who knows what it may be, just be leaky gut by itself. And again, leaky gut is similar to some of these things and what you're recommending. Also, you're going to educate them on that topic with some of your other readings, writings, yeah. and books. So, Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Ed, for having me. I love working with you and listening to you. It's, you know, you've got so much good input that, you know, we you know, can bounce it off of each other and have a good conversation. And I think an educational conversation and it's simple. And that's what people have to have. Beautiful, really. beautiful. Well, you take care and be safe, my friend. And as always, uh, thank everyone for spending their valuable time listening to The Holistic Navigator. And again, I separate the world into two classes of people, learners and non-learners. If you're, on a, if you're in the non-learning category with health as we age, it's going to be a tough road, people. So if you're listening to me, you are a learner and two thumbs up. So join us for the next podcast. We are posting once every week or every other week at this point, and we'll continue to as long as I'm... Uh, breathing. I will probably continue to do this because new information is always coming up. We're learning just like today. I learned so much from Brenda on this uh, topic of SIBO. In, in fact, like the motilin, that was something that I barely, barely knew. So uh, join us each and every week and become a more uh, educated health journeyer. And, you know, there's so many people who help their other friends and family with this kind of education, too. So it's not just one person. It literally spreads like a good virus. So take care, everyone. Be safe and listen for the next Holistic Navigator. The information on this podcast and the topics discussed have not been evaluated by the FDA or anyone of the medical profession and is not aimed to replace any advice you may receive from your medical practitioner. The Holistic Navigator assumes no responsibility or liability whatsoever on behalf of any purchaser or listener of these materials. The Holistic Navigator is not a doctor, nor does he claim to be. Please consult your physician before beginning any health regimen.